I want to bring in our first guest this morning. We have Carly Garner joining us, the senior commodity strategist and broker at D. Carly Trading. Always good to have you with us, Carly. Thanks for sharing part of your Wednesday. I wanted to uh, get into the president's uh, comments recently. He's expected to ask Congress for a gas tax holiday. Many call it a drop in the bucket if it passes at all. I got to admit, I'm not a real big fan of the gas tax holiday because what I think it does is it actually worsens the problem in the long run. It's probably going to encourage some more recreational driving. I mean, people that have to drive to get to work, that demand is pretty solid, but uh, recreational driving is not. It's it's it can it can decrease with price increases, and so if you uh, accommodate some of that, I think it exacerbates the problem in the long run. Yeah, it seems to be, and that's what I mentioned at the top of the show. There's analysts calling for if we see prices of the pump go down, ultimately it's going to bring in a little bit more demand. Uh, so far, other efforts that the uh, Biden administration has uh, placed or pushed forward have been kind of limited in terms of relief. Again, we've come off the most recent all-time highs, but uh, just below $5 a gallon in the national average, I just mentioned, uh, up almost two bucks from where we were this time last year. I guess uh, one could argue, again, this is a similar situation here. Where we could get, if we do get any relief, if it does pass Congress, in theory, again, it's just temporary and it's not really getting at the root of the problem. Correct. I mean, I'm not here to talk politics. I'm here to talk markets. But it, there's definitely uh, a chill coming out of D.C. when it comes to oil and gas, and producers know that, and so they're hesitant to put money to, to work in this type of environment. I will say that the small uh, shale producers are really starting to pick up the steam, or okay. pick up the slack, I should say. Um, it's taking It takes them a lot longer. Uh, I also read an article that Harold Hamm is looking to take continental resources private so that he can pick up the pace and not have to answer to shareholders and boards and things like that. So I do think in the end, it's always true of commodities, high prices cure, mm -hmm. high prices this time just taking a little longer, but give it time, it, it will eventually work out. Through demand destruction or increased production, you're saying? I think a little bit of both. The first thing to come is demand destruction. I mean, the, uh, central banks have both feet on the brakes. We've got um, all kinds of things working against the, the, the demand side of the equation, or at least temporarily. And I think that's the idea is hopefully that uh, flattens the curve, so to speak, and yeah. gives oil producers time to to get things going. I mean, it's a it's a long process. You don't just drill and get oil out today. It's a it takes some time, but I think it will happen. Uh, the supply side obviously isn't going to be fixed overnight. The demand side can be tapered, and I think that's what we're going for. That's the best case scenario. You know, I look at this gas tax and I think about a trip I took this weekend uh, where I basically burned, we'll call it roughly 40 gallons of gas, uh, about a thousand miles, we'll call it. Ultimately, uh, you figure $5 a gallon of gas for $200. I mean, if we were to get an 18 cents gas relief, that's, we'll call it 3%, 4% almost. I mean, not a big deal. It'd be eight bucks off of my $200 expense. But, you know, I think about it, it's kind of like going to the ATM and getting cash. I mean, when you pull out $100, sometimes they ask you for that 3% fee and you just kind of discount it, right? And you move on. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess where's that threshold is the question I have, and it seems like we still have yet to get there in terms of demand destruction, but it's good to hear that production, potentially we could see uh, a bit of a shift occurring there, even though it does take time. Let's talk a little bit about natural gas, because, Carly, I know you watch this closely as well, and while prices have fallen here in the U.S., I mean, sharply higher, uh, up 50% uh, over the last week, I think, in Europe. 
Yeah, that's been a really rough ride for traders on both sides of the tape. I mean, uh, I, I will say natural gas kind of gave us some clues. Uh, we, a couple of weeks ago, we had a couple mini flash crashes in natural gas here in the U.S., not in Europe. Uh, Europe's going the other way. Yeah. But it kind of gave us a clue as to what may, was around the corner for some of the other commodities not soon after crude oil started to roll over. I think people realized, uh, despite all the, the bullish fundamentals, Headlines can change quickly, facts can mm -hmm. change quickly, and it, the, the issue is when risk assets are selling off, for example, stock market and other things going on, margin calls start to come in. Mm -hmm. And when people have to get out of trades, if they're on margin call or they're just trying to bring in their risk or they're, they're a little panicked or whatever the case is, Fundamentals take a backseat. People hit the sell button. And I think we're seeing that uh, across the board. So far, it's been relatively mild, but I think that pace could pick up if, if things worsen here in the next couple of days. So it's going to be interesting. Late buyers doing some selling here amidst that energy to the downside as well. Anyone who was kind of caught up in the most recent run up here that didn't follow through, they've got to get out as well. Um, you know, as I look at that, um, uh, you know, I kind of wonder because that sort of speaks to your point as well. In the past, uh, you were kind of talking to how things get a little bit overinflated oftentimes. And again, uh, markets overdo it, especially commodities to the upside. And this possibly an example thereof. Absolutely. This feels a lot to me like 2007, 2008, where we had just massive commodity booms. Everybody yeah. got long. Everybody was complacent. Uh, at the, if, thinking back to 2007, we didn't have the option to drill for more oil. We thought that there was no oil. Like the, the consensus was we were running out of oil. And literally within months of that uh, being kind of the, the norm think, and thinking, Crude oil went from 150 to 30 dollars. Yeah. So never underestimate how quickly things can change and how uh, fast the mindset can change. You know, from uh, Carly, from someone who's watched price activity and studied the markets for as long as you have, I think that's good advice and should be taken uh, as such. Let's uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in terms of some of the metals. Your thoughts. First on gold, it's been kind of hovering around 1850, just below. I mentioned at the top of the show around this 1833 level sideways, not really compelling one way or the other. Yeah, gold and silver have really been uh, the dogs of commodities for the last couple of years. I mean, they've had a couple of runs here and there, but just can't seem to hold prices. And I think it's uh, washed out most of the, the bullish sentiment. I mean, it's really, really tough to, to be a gold and silver bull nowadays. But again, I kind of go back to, I'm trying to look at 2007, 2008 as guidance. And gold and silver did something very similar. They, It was kind of a delayed reaction to the financial crisis. Gold and silver didn't really make their big runs until 2010, 2011. And I'm wondering if we're going to get a repeat of that. Mm. You know, we've uh, gotten to a point where all the, the week longs um, and the, those people that are on the fence on metals have kind of clean themselves out. And now there's plenty of buying power if things uh, start moving the other way. Also, we have to we keep uh, kind of been overlooking the fact that the U.S. dollar is really, really expensive, and that's putting pressure on metals. If the dollar rolls over, which uh, historically from these levels tends to be kind of the tendency, I mean, time will tell. But if that occurs, then metals, uh, gold and silver particularly, will have a pretty big boost. And so I'm looking for possibly another run into the $30 area, maybe a little over uh, 2000 to 2100 in gold, but we'll see.
Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. And we're looking at the longer-term chart here. We can see that kind of delayed reaction here, 2007. Uh, again, it was actually was. It actually took a dip there, it looks like, in 2008 before the run-up there throughout 2010, 2010, 11 into the two, 1900 level. Uh, talk to me about, in terms of silver and kind of separating from gold, oftentimes we try and look at silver and copper, for that matter, more on the industrial side of things. I mentioned at the top of the show, you've got Citi, Deutsche Bank, and just the drumbeat for an economy or recession uh, for the global and U.S. economy, for that matter, just growing. Uh, I mean, imagine that would weigh on prices, sentiment, and just kind of that overall appetite for some of these, uh, oftentimes, again, tied to industrial metals, copper, silver, for that matter. Copper back down below $4 recently. Correct. Yeah. Copper below $4, $4 worries me a little bit. I'm not going to lie about that. We've seen in the past when copper starts to break down, uh, when it happens, it happens fast and hard, and it, it can it can be pretty dramatic. And it tends to bring the entire commodity complex and a lot of times even stocks with it. So be really careful with that. Below four dollars is concerning. If copper breaks below three eighty, honestly, I think it gets a little bit ugly. If you look sure. at a long term chart, trend line comes in at about two eighty. Okay. So it's way down there. And copper is a thinner market. So when when people start hitting the sell button, there's not a lot of liquidity to stop it, and it can really move. Okay, it looks like uh, some key lows we had back in uh, uh, the beginning of 2009. We were down around that 126 level. And again, and kind of see this trend line coming in here through this $2 level. Most recently, we tested back in, it looks like, the spring of 2020 before the run-up into that $5 failed breakout, which we sold off violently from. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, uh, these levels here below $4 between here and 375 if we do get some of that momentum to the downside. Uh, lastly, Carly, in terms of grains and some of the other commodities that we we don't oftentimes get to cover as closely, but uh, what are you watching? We've seen kind of prices come off there as well. Soybeans, wheat, and corn, it seems like off uh, earlier this spring elevated levels. Yeah, so we've seen corn looks to be making lower highs, uh, looks really heavy to me. Again, I'm going to go back to the 2008-ish, 2007 area. Honestly, it feels like a repeat in the grains as well. Okay. Everybody is really complacently long grains. That, that's that been the story with Ukraine and wheat and all these things. But the reality is, at some point, some of the supplies that are stuck in Ukraine are going to make it to the market. Uh, the U.S. growing season got off to a rocky start. But for from what I can see, it, it seems to be a little better than expected as the longer time goes on. So... The grain markets have rarely held rallies for very long, and you very rarely see corn hold above $7. So at some point, not saying tomorrow, but uh, as time goes on, these things are going to start eroding. You want to be real careful and mind your downside risk because it can be pretty dramatic as well in the grains. I like that. A realistic approach to the recent run-up we've seen in terms of commodities, the pullback uh, being a reflection of, again, economic conditions here slowing a bit, the Fed's initiatives here, and possibly history. So uh, for those of our viewers who have yet to go back and check out what was playing out throughout 2007, it sounds like Carly's kind of dialed in on that area, and we should be as well. Carly, appreciate you joining us here. Always good to have you on the show. Carly Garner from D. Carly Trade.